Hello and welcome to this special JustCast series about the upcoming ReClosure 2021 conference. We're going to have a brief conversation with our speakers, asking them some questions about their life and job to get to know them better. Today with us is Ben Sless. How are you doing, Ben? Uh, doing great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Ben is currently working at AppsFlyer as a back-end developer, and he's also he also works on several open source projects, such as CLJ Fast, and he's also contributed to many known closure libraries. Ben is also giving a talk at ReClosure this year, the reason why he's here today with us. And let me start by asking the most important question we always open all, all interviews with. What is your favorite pizza topping? Hmm. I think it would be anchovies, but good anchovies. Mm. You are the second one saying anchovies. So Who was the first? You are a good company. There can be only one. I see. No, uh, That's a good question for me. I don't remember all the ingredients that people chose. Uh, but yeah, there was another anchovies. Uh, but they, they need to be good. That means where should they come from? I am not an expert on anchovies, but I can tell by the taste that I like it. <laughs> Okay, okay. I agree with you. It needs to be good anchovies and, in general, good pizza topping, uh, any topping. <laughs> um, to get a little bit more serious, how did you get into computers and what is exciting about software and technology for you? Well, mine is a pretty uh, funny story because I fell backwards into uh, software development. I wanted to be a physicist when I was a boy. And uh, as I grew up, I realized that uh, there is a, a, a very sharp distinction between a physicist and a pizza, that a pizza can feed a family. Uh, mm -hmm. So I went to study electrical engineering. And I was really fascinated with uh, electronics and that whole subject. And like many electrical engineering alums in Israel, I found myself getting into the uh, VLSI industry. In case listeners don't know, VLSI is an acronym for a very large uh, silicon integrated uh, circuits. And this is basically chip design. And uh, it was an okay work, but I got kind of bored and started tinkering with the uh, runtime environment and the, the whole computing environment we're working on. And we're, we're working on Linux machines without even pseudo permissions. Uh, so as I was tinkering and hacking on scripts and teaching myself Python and starting to get into Lisp, I, I sort of followed down that trail. And before I knew it, I was compiling GCC on uh, on production servers, uh, and uh, then I used this to compile Common Lisp because I thought learning Common Lisp would be a good idea. And I always had these like three pillars or things I, I realized I wanted to deal with. One was machine learning, which I eventually fell out of as I realized I don't want to be crunching data all day. And the other two were Lisp and functional programming. and as always, this what are the chances uh, one uh, question in the back of my mind. And I 
met my boss at jiu-jitsu training and I asked him if he was looking for employees and he said, yeah, sure, send me your resume. And that's how I found my way into AppsFlyer and almost all of the backend is written in Clojure, which is both okay. a list and a functional language. And it's not that I didn't have any background in computer science because the curriculum for electrical engineering does contain some, but a lot of it was self-taught and I also didn't go through the usual um, career path in the industry until I joined AppSire. Mm. That, that's interesting. So you have um, like uh, the, uh, the interesting point of view of coming from hardware and maybe hardware design going into software. So what, what is exciting? I guess there's something more exciting for you in software than hardware, but what, yeah. what, what, what is that? I think that software is the closest you can get to magic in a way because you say words or you just write out a few words and hopefully you have some side effects. It changes the environment and it just I, I fell in love with it and specifically the point where I really, you could say, uh, got bewitched by programming and specifically Lisp and functional programming was watching uh, William Byrd's talk at Papers We Love about the most beautiful program ever written. Mm-hmm. And I is told the, myself... Is the, one that, is the one that reads backward? It's the one that he both... It, the first half is the Metacircular Evaluator and the first half is uh, like a taste of Mini Cameron. Mm-hmm. And I watched that talk and I told myself, that's what I want to do. This is magic. This is beautiful. And little did I know, literally across the street was the place where I was going to do that. <laughs> that was that was nice. Nice revelation <laughs> just in front yeah. of you. Well, um, do you have a, maybe you mentioned already somebody, but do you have a computer science here you would like to have lunch or drinks with? And what would you ask? Um, if I do have lunch, for example, with William Breed, I would probably t- talk with him about StarCraft and not uh, programming. But mm. um, well, too bad. Half of them are deceased by now. But yeah, I, I, I have a list of um, noteworthy talks, uh, books, papers, stuff like that. So Baird, uh, Tony Hoare, um, uh Professor Sussman, uh, those are all people I would either just love to pick their brains or sit there and listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we, we, we have the opportunity this year uh, to like um, ask some questions at least to Jerry and, and uh, receive some answers. So that's a good opportunity, I hope, for you and everyone else at the conference. Um, do you have a favorite piece of software or application that you... Yeah, that you especially like? Mm -hmm. I think that will sound corny, but you could probably say that Clojure is my favorite piece of software. Mm -hmm. It is a joy to work with, and I don't think that many people get to say that they get up every morning and do exactly the thing they love. Mm. 
So for me, it was such a fortunate and happy coincidence that, and it all built up from closure. So it has to be my uh, favorite piece of software. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't be otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's uh, definitely uh, a favorite piece of software also. In my case, I had to like the opportunity to dig into it um, several times, and uh, I was always impressed by some of the uh, uh, piece of complexity that it handles so gracefully and uh, some of the trade-offs uh, that Clojure is making to make my life easier are yeah, are like a masterpiece, I, I would say. So definitely a good piece of software. Um, if you could change one thing about software, what could it be? <clears throat> software in general? Yes, software in general. And you can you can go wild, like a th like way we program, uh, not using keyboards or you know uh, anything big. Structural version control, mm. and this is actually something that you can do with Closure. I've been percolating this idea for a while. Closure code is an AST, mm -hmm. and AST is a graph. We have several libraries for dealing with graph databases over time in Clojure. Mm -hmm. You can theoretically use that to version control your code. And then you have structural version control. Mm -hmm. And it opens up completely new opportunities of reasoning about changes, for example. Yeah, you ever heard about Codec with a Q, one, one of Richiki's projects? I don't think so. Well, I'll put the, the, the notes in the show notes. Um, and also the Unison language comes to mind as well with uh, for some inspiration in that area. I don't know if you heard of that. Unison is the one that keeps a canonical representation of uh, functions. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that's another, uh, that's a um, tangential idea, which is also mm -hmm. very strong. And yeah, it, it, it can fit into this paradigm quite naturally. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very, very uh, interesting area for, for further, further exploration because we don't have anything mainstream with uh, those kind of capabilities. And mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure why not. Yeah, and you, you can, and you can add to that that I want a real IDE with, you know, the, the acronym stands for an integrated development environment, but no development environment today feels truly integrated. Because, for example, how you could imagine it being with Clojure, the editor and the version control would all be Clojure libraries and part of the Clojure process. And you will compile your code from within the, you will write your code and compile your code from within the program and compile it. It is uh, like a, a full stack solution for software development. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have one favorite things about Clojure in specific that you want to talk about? Well, it's kind of funny to mention, but I think transducers, which I also give a mm -hmm. workshop on, I think they are an incredibly powerful abstraction and tool, especially given how you have different uh, APIs to use transducers with. 
which allow you to to have some control over the degrees of uh, laziness and eagerness you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a nice feature. And I think that in some sense, the the rest of the closure ecosystem can do some catching up in terms of thinking with streams. Just think, for example, about parsing JSON. If you're parsing a JSON array, there's no reason, for example, you couldn't get an eduction over it mm-hmm. instead of serializing the entire thing, deserializing the entire thing into memory. And you could even end up in a situation where you're reading some byte stream or byte source and eventually writing to a byte stream or source without ever realizing the entire structure in memory. Mm-hmm. And this is something that transducers are very uh, are a very good fit for. Mm-hmm. And we haven't we haven't explored that yet. Or how transducers can even apply to other things, which is something I also slightly touch upon in the workshop. Can you or should you be able to transduce completion stages, for example? Can this apply to asynchronous contexts or to Java flows? And is there like a, a favorite uh, closure function that you want to mention? Do you have one function that when when you use it, you think, oh, uh, finally, I have another chance to use it. Is there anything of that kind? I think cat, because <clears throat> I often find that I often see apply concat or flatten in the context of a code smell. So yes, concat can be appropriate, but I often find that it is abused. And it's usually in situations where you're not exactly sure about the shape of the collection you're getting back. And sometimes you want to uh, skip over nils and just like chain together and, entire collections that might or may not contain things. And yeah, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes it's a smell, but I found that concat is pretty evil when it comes to its performance characteristics. And it it eagerly realizes its arguments. Mm -hmm. And especially if you do apply concat, that's that's the the worst uh, option besides flattening. And Cat allows you to elegantly sidestep it for the cases where you really need it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I realized that I, I didn't mention that you're actually also having a, like a workshop for the conference, not just a talk. So, I mean, um, very exciting and, and a lot of effort from, from your side, which is very appreciated. And you already mentioned what, is, uh, what the workshops, workshop is about. Um, and then uh, at the end, I'll probably just ask you about the talk as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just just wanted to to mention that that I I forgot to mention in the opening that you're also having a workshop uh, at at the conference. And it, that is uh, like in a couple of days. But as uh, this uh, interview will will go live, I think is it will will be already happened. But there will be a video of that, so people mm-hmm. will be able anyway to check it out. Um, now for um, something regarding uh, like uh, maybe other aspects of your life, um, not necessarily closure or programming, and 
if it could be anything, what would you do? And if it wasn't software development? Probably physics. But if I could do anything, if I could afford to do anything, I would take a sabbatical and write a new compiler for Clojure. Hmm. Okay. And that would be a fork? It would be like a complete rewrite? No, a new compiler. If you want to compile your code for production, basically. Mm-hmm. Because the Clojure compiler is a single pass compiler and it relies on the JVM to do most of the heavy lifting, which is great, but you can do better. So why not? Okay, challenge accepted. I'm going to meet next year and see, <laughs> see where you went. If um, someone wants or... to find the sabbat- sabbatical, uh, they can email me. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and what do you do to unwind and for fun? Uh, I, I usually program for fun too. Um, but like I said, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do for a living the thing that I like. So it's mostly programming. And you know, with some other spare time, reading a tiny bit of podcasts. And when I get to it, I have a backlog of computer games. I swear to myself, I will finish. Mm. And do you have any of those games you would like to recommend? Well, it really depends on what the, what the audience likes. But I would always recommend Factorio and the, the entire game library by uh, Zektronics. Mm-hmm. Things like uh, TIS 100, Magnum Opus, Exascale, I think. Very interesting games. Okay. I'll make sure that well, we, we link it in the show notes for those who don't know where to go, where to look for. Um, and now for like a little bit more philosophical, what is your idea of perfect happiness? This is a very philosophical question. It is, yeah. <laughs> the first answer, which pops to my mind as eudaimonia, if you're familiar with the term. No, I don't think so. Eudaimonia, it is, it, it literally means uh, like happiness or welfare. It's an Aristotelian concept of like, it's the sort of uh, the, the Greek version of Zen and well-being in one that everything is in balance, everything is healthy, that you are productive and pleased and exist within the, like all all the, the levels of existence in perfect harmony, like as as an individual in the family, in the community. Okay, my, my ignorance is, is that it's showing now. I, I never heard the word, but you essentially managed to answer the question with a single word, I think is, uh, is definitely like a record that cannot be beaten. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely have a look um, and try to understand what does it mean. It, it, it's funny because you find it in, pro, in software development too, and you'll often come by those things if you watch... Uh, Kevin Henney's talks, where he always talks about how there is nothing new, not in human history or thought or in uh, computer science. And he'll pluck some idea 
and it makes perfect sense and sound revolutionary and groundbreaking and you find out it's from a paper from the 70s hmm. and hey if we can figure out software development in the 70s so we can find figure out human happiness uh, 3000 years ago i don't see a reason why not uh indeed um where would you most like to live if it's not where do you live already in terms of weather people geography i think northern italy which which part of like a uh, east or west uh the west like lombardy okay all right why that why is that i visited the area really liked it hmm. and okay the and i think th- thinking about the idea of living in an italian village sounds quite charming to be mm. frank but in terms of like raw nature natural beauty and vistas uh iceland oh interesting and if i had to be sentimental it would probably be uh the on the sky in scotland mhm which is a beautiful place okay so you have um several like uh, places where you maybe one day would like to leave is any of those coming anytime soon um, do you think no nothing this soon no okay we are toward the end of the interview so before uh we close can you give us a little um a brief introduction to your talk yeah sure um the talk is a sort of a follow up talk to Tommy Riemann's talk from uh, Closure Tree in 2019. His talk was called uh, Naked Performance. So I called my mm-hmm. uh, talk uh, Dressed Up Performance. And there are several ways where you can work around or work with the either the slower parts and closures uh, implementation or there are several things you can know about how to uh direct yourself towards the happier and faster code paths in the language uh which give you really measurable speedups and mm-hmm. this isn't exactly aimed towards the uh you know day-to-day application development but where it comes to library development or framework development sometimes there is a concern of i don't want to introduce too much complexity or I, the, the the code itself is complicated it, it does something like really important or uh really novel but i but if my users would want to use it in production they they have some performance constraints which have to be met so it would help both empowered developers who are currently working on uh libraries or frameworks and show them a few few tricks and methods on how to how to approach the problem and and I hope it will also help encourage others and show them that this shouldn't be the uh the barrier to entry where it comes to uh bringing their novel idea to uh to closures let's say mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um looking forward to that. And uh um is there anything that we forgot you would like to add? Um no, I don't think so. 
Well, um, thanks. Thank you very much for your time uh, and uh, answering all these interesting questions. We have a lot to put in the show notes and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to your talk um, and uh, uh, also your workshop. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you very much, Ben. Talk to you soon. You too. Bye.